Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. LOL, I um, had to just come on here real quick. This is not the show. This is a pre. This is a precursor to the show. This is going to be really quick, just to set the stage a little bit for what you're about to hear, because it could come off. <laughs> As a little shocking because it's very different than what we're used to, which is really fun and great. So quick background and context because you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Christelle? I had a scheduling conflict with a guest this week, um, and so I didn't have anyone lined up, and I was like, well, shit, I just did a solo episode the last week. I really don't have anything new to report on. I know people love solo episodes and like love to just kind of hear what's going on with me and, and what's happening, but honestly, I don't even know if I have the energy to sit down and do a solo episode because it's hard to just like sit and build the time and the space for 30, 40 minutes and be relevant and like funny and entertaining. And it's just, it's just a lot to do every week. Like Heather McMahon, Heather McDonald, like those podcast hosts that just like do this on the reg, so much respect. So I was kind of like, well, shoot, I don't have a guest. What do I do? And I've been, I haven't been trying hard because I'm not like pushing it, but I had suggested a couple of times to my boyfriend, Charlie, who you have heard me talk about here and there, um, if he wanted to come on the podcast. And he is a pretty uh, private person. He's an eight. He's an Enneagram eight. And he really likes like being control. Um, vulnerability like is in his strong suit. And so I don't think he was like very keen on that idea because he like likes to be mysterious and aloof and he's also said if he ever wants to run for public office he doesn't want anything recorded that could potentially be used against him which I respect and like I chose this life of oversharing everything on the internet and to anyone that's listening he did not so I respect his privacy but I also thought like okay this is a person that's so significant in my life and I come on here every week and I talk about what's going on with me and what's happening. And there's kind of like this missing element of like, oh my gosh, the listeners like don't know about Charlie. So originally I was like, hey, if you can just like pop on and we'll, I, you know, I'll just give you like a quick little intro. We don't have to go into anything crazy. Like we don't do like get personal and then let's just like find some fun questions online and you can just ask me those and it'll be fun and it'll be light. It'll give people a chance to, you know, hear your voice, know that you're a real person, that I'm not just 
making up. And he was like, okay, yeah, no, that sounds great. And he got home from work and I had like the questions printed off. And he's like, okay, well, I have an idea of what I want to do. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, we'll start off and I'll say, welcome to, he's like, no, no, I'm going to do, I'm going to run the podcast like how I want to run the podcast. And it's like, okay. So then he spent two hours writing notes and putting this show together that you're about to hear. So without further ado, let's get to that. Thanks. Love you. Aloha, namaste, and welcome to a very special edition of What The Fit Podcast, coming to you live from the What The Fit studios high atop Cobbler's Knob in sunny Cincinnati. I'm your host, Charlie Buckingham. That's the bad news. The good news is Christelle Rubio is live on the set with me and will be shepherding us through this entire segment. On this special hour of what the fit? I would like to get to know Christelle on a more intimate level. The woman behind the microphone, if you will. Christelle, welcome to the show. Your thoughts. What is a, what was it? Knob, Cobb Hill? What, where, where are we? Cobbler's Knob. It's from some oh. fictional book oh. that I read one time. Um, well, that was, that was quite the introduction, Charlie. But you didn't... Who are you? I'm the host. Oh. Charlie. That's... Okay. We're just leaving it at that. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. No, I'm uh, ready to um, get to know me on a more intimate level. I'm ready for you to get to know me on a more intimate level. Right. As am I. <laughs> so before the show, I fielded a few questions from our live audience. So without further ado, mm-hmm. let's dive right in. Our okay. first question is a softball. It's from Chris In Charlotte, North Carolina, Chris writes, Christelle, I love to travel often and take many trips on my motorcycle. What is your dream road trip destination? Oh, that's a great question, Chris. Um, So I would say my dream destination for a road trip is mm, like any mountain that I can climb. Because I've been really, really, really thinking about it and putting it out there in the universe. I talked to Johnny about this recently. I was like, I really want to climb a mountain next year. Like a 14er or like something serious. But I guess if you do a 14er, you can't... That's a long way to drive because I think they're all... Most all of them are west of the Mississippi. Mm, Right. So that's a far drive. So that's maybe not a great road trip destination. So let me rethink. I do really want to climb a mountain. See, for me too, like I don't want a road trip longer than... Eight hours. That's that's like a good baseline. So what's within eight hours that I'd want to go? I feel like everything good is on the West Coast. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, no, you know what I would really, I would really like to go back to Michigan in the summer. Right. We only did, I have, I've only been there in the winter, which was great, and I learned to ski, and you were such an excellent ski teacher for me. So I would like to go back in the summer and participate in Michigan summer activities and like boat and do all that kind of stuff. Right. Mackinac Island. I want to go there. I've always wanted to go north into the uh, the UP, the Upper Peninsula. That would be the back country. The back country. Yeah. What would we do in the back country though? Uh, Hike, climb, you know, do what, do what Canadians do. Okay. And that's how far away is that? Is that eight hours? That longer than Plus, more like 10, yeah. Well, if we can, like, stop for weed along the way, I think I can be okay. 
Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan is the is the road trip destination, Chris. I wish you the best of luck in all of your uh, motorcycle travels. Yes, thank you, Chris. Our second question comes from Adam in Columbus. Mm-hmm. He writes, Christelle, I love music. Mm-hmm. The first CD purchase of mine was Smash Mouth back in 2003. <laughs> what was your first album purchase, and did your mother have to buy it for you because it was explicit? <laughs> Um, Adam, I love music too. It sounds like you, like, you know, like might be like a DJ or something. That's so cool. My first album was an artist classic, um, a group of, of professional men, singers, male singers, children. Actually, they were children. Hanson. It was Hanson. Hanson. Hanson was my first album and my first concert. It was not explicit. It was very wholesome. Um... I'm pretty sure my grandma bought it for me, and my grandma took me to the concert, Hanson, at Blossom Music Center in Cleveland. Um, And I got a merch. I got, like, a tortie with their faces on it that I wore all the time. I thought it was very cool. I had all their faces hanging up. Slept in it. Um, No, that was, like, way too special for a sleeping T-shirt. This was, like, like, when you got to, like, dress down for school. You got to, you know, wear whatever you wanted and not your school uniform. Like, the Hanson t-shirt was, like, the special occasion outfit. Oh, yeah, sure. It was. I think, though, I was trying to think of, like, explicit. I think Spice Girls might have been explicit. They might have had, like, one bad word. And I think that was, like, my second album. My sister's had the Spice Girls. Britney yeah. Spears. Yeah. NSYNC. Oh, yeah. My Backstreet Boys. favorite thing about getting... New CDs was, of course, I'd like listen to them on my little Walkman, but uh, the cover of the CD, right? Like it was like a folded up piece of paper and you could take it out and you could unravel it and it had all the songs and the lyrics to all the songs. And so I would read along the lyrics while I was listening and then I would just write them out in my journal, like just copy them down from the one piece of paper onto my journal, just write all the lyrics out. Wow. Wow. That is a level of dedication that <laughs> just, I was like never at. I'm into something. I'm into something. Right. Adam, thank you so much for your question. Good luck with all of your music production in the future. Yes, good luck to you, Adam. Uh, we have another question. Uh, this one is from Matt, all the way from San Francisco, oh. California. Uh, Matt writes, Christelle, I have this terrible, terrible fear of dying. If you had the option to live forever, would you choose to? Absolutely not. I think that sounds like the worst thing to do is to live forever. And like, do you, does your body continue to age? Well, for the sake of argument, we'll phrase this as a elf situation. Oh, where okay. you don't really, you age, but at a very, very... Like slow rate. Very slow rate. There's not really a lot of... Uh, Aches and pains associated with your old age just kind of like sail off and into you're, okay. another elfin realm. Okay, and your mind is still with you. Yes. I still... Let's I say st- in a perfect world. Okay, I still... Well, now that we positioned it like that, I'm a little hesitant to, to right off the jump say no, because that... Like, I, I don't want to die. I want to stay alive, but... Is everyone else around me also have the same power, or I just get to watch everyone that I love get old and die? Let's say that you exclusively have that power. Okay, then no, I don't want to have it. I think that would be absolutely terrible. And you just have to like keep living life. Right. It would be nice to know a lot, 
But no, actually, knowing is I would rather ignorance is bliss. So I'm saying no. I don't want to. I don't want to live forever. I don't want to live close to forever. Yeah, maybe like a extended period of time. Mm, yeah, I guess it just really all depends on wh- how you're fe- like moving and how you're feeling. Like you know, my grandma's losing her mind right now, and that does not sound like an enjoyable time. But maybe it is for her because she doesn't know what's going on. And she just like gets to like relive the like couple core memories that she has and that she likes over and over again. That doesn't sound terrible. That doesn't sound terrible. No. <laughs> so I don't know. But it would be it would be really tough. I think we just had this conversation recently about like if your mind went, but your and this is her situation. Like she's very physically active. We we just saw her like sprint off into the sunset a little bit ago. She's very speedy, but not mentally not great but what if you were like mentally so there and then you couldn't use your body right if if you had some deterioration mentally or physically i think i would say no call it uh, yeah we're done but if it was just some you know scientists believe that the first man to live to be 140 years old has already been born oh I believe that man is me that would be <laughs> I uh, hope I would take that. I hope to God like an extra fifty years, basically. I hope to God you live that long and that I am the first one to die. That's what I hope. Go out in the blaze of glory. Yeah. No, I'm just I want to die nice and peacefully in my sleep. Do I think that's gonna happen? No, but that's what I'm manifesting. Matt, we hope you live forever. Thank you. Yeah, for the Matt, I definitely hope you live forever. If anyone's gonna live forever, I want it to be you. So we have a question from a local, Ellen of Walnut um, Hills. Oh. Ellen writes, Christelle, I love to grab life by the horns. Ellen Is there does. something in your life that you would like to try but have not worked up the courage or gumption to do? Mm, Ellen, you sound like such a vivacious person. You know, I've always, always, always thought about surfing. And I've always wanted to be a surfer. Do you know the show MTV, the MTV show Made? And you they like get, you got to be like, oh, I want to be made into a DJ or I want to be made into a skateboarder. I really always wanted to be on that show and, and get made into a surfer. Right. Um, but, you know, it's tough because we don't live anywhere near the ocean. Um, I'm a really good swimmer, so I think like that would be not a problem. I'm not afraid of the water. I think that I can like really get into like, have like a pack sun moment and like, get back into my board short phase and like puka shell and like salty hair and very tan. Yeah. Like I, I really like love that vibe, but I've never done it. So that's, that's one thing I would, I would think I would want to do, get the gumption to do. But the thing, the problem with that is, is I don't think you can just go and like learn how to surf and like a week and during like a week vacation, you know, like it's something you need to be able to go and do all the time to really be a surfer. Right. Right. Like, you lose it if you stop doing it. Yeah, I would think. And I don't want to just go do something, like, half-ass and, like, oh, yeah, I, like, stood up on, like, a really huge wide board that they give to, like, five-year-olds learning how to surf. Like, that doesn't really sound fun. I want to, like, like be, like, Blue Crush, like, surfing pipe and stuff. Right. And that's (laughs) not going to happen, so. (laughs) Oof, Blue Crush. Yeah, I know. Did you see that movie? Yes. Uh, all I remember is the frosted tips of someone's hair. The yeah. protagonist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was a hot movie. I loved that movie. Thank you, Ellen. I hope that you continue to grab life by the horns. Yes, thank you, Ellen. 
So uh, let's get back to it. We have another question from uh, Wilson, also from Charlotte, North Carolina, oh, big following in North Carolina. Yeah. Wilson writes, Christelle, I'm extremely clumsy and have mm. broken many bones. <laughs> what is your most painful physical memory? Oh, you know what? Thankfully, I don't, I have not been injured really much at all in my life. And I'm very grateful for that because I have a huge fear of pain. So I would say that the most painful thing that I can remember is probably tearing ligaments in my ankle. Uh, I was playing volleyball in seventh grade. No, no, no. The first time I did, I was playing basketball. And this was the reason why I never became a basketball player because it was the first game of basketball my seventh grade year. So it was like the first ever official basketball game I played. I was like practicing. I was I thought I was going to be like a really great basketball player. I thought I really liked it. But then first game, and you know what? I think it was a scrimmage. And this girl, um, she was had a cast on her arm. And she was playing in the fucking game. And she was a straight up bitch. If anyone's listening that went to grade school with me, you fucking know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. She was a bitch then and she grew up to be a bitch. And she had a cast and she like fucking hit me, hit me and I fell or something. And I just remember it being like super, super, super intense pain. And that even when in my mind, I was like, like straightened my leg out or something. And then was thinking like, okay, if I move it this way, the pain's going to go away. Like it's hurting right now because it's in like this one position. But if I get it like the way it should be, Right, like that's like how my brain's working, and then when it was the way it should be, and it was still excruciating, then it was like, oh fuck, like I have no control over, like, eliminating this, managing this pain at all. It's painful. It's really painful. But you, when I said I haven't had any injuries, you have had very many injuries. Yeah, very many broken bones. A uh, lot of lot of sports injuries. I think there's really nothing that can compare to a cracked rib, though. There's, really? There's no uh, solution. If you go to the doctor, they oh. can't wrap you. They, you know, they can give you painkillers, but there's really nothing to do for you. Um, and you know, every breath is agony. So. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this story. My mom cracked her ribs because the Christmas. After Joe died, so the first Christmas, which is just the most fucking terrible hell on earth situation as it is, they went out, it was like the day before Christmas Eve, and so I hadn't gone home yet, and her and my brother and Katrina like went out to a nice steak dinner to like start the celebration of the holidays, and my mom started choking on a piece of steak, so Richard had to do the fucking, what is the Heimlich? Heimlich. Yeah, stand behind her and like, you know, like push on her ribs, like hold her tight to like get the steak to dislodge. And it shot out of her mouth, like just on Mrs. Doubtfire, just just like the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. When that guy is choking on a piece of steak, Richard was Mrs. Doubtfire saving my mom's life, but he cracked her ribs in the process of saving her life, which we're thankful that, you know, she is continuing to remain with us. But, um, kind of a good news, bad news, uh, situation. Well there. then because, you know, it was the first Christmas without Joe and we had his truck home in Canton and we wanted to like go for a hike on Christmas day just to like get out of the house and like get some fresh air and like all be together and be out in nature. 
And as you know, Joe's truck, right, sits up like super fucking high. And something at the time, it, <clears throat> it was broken, which is why like he didn't even like have his truck at the time of his motorcycle accident. And so because of that, it was like it was like bouncing when it when we drove it. It was not like a smooth ride at all. So my poor mother is like sitting in her dead son's truck going out to like try to hike on Christmas Day. And it's just like every every inch of the ride is like excruciating for her. Wow. I know. It's so <laughs> terrible. Mom, every, every bump in the road, oh, I feel. Oh, my God. Mom, you're so amazing. I'm so sorry for you. But, yeah, so I haven't had too many. That's really the only significant. I, I fractured my tailbone playing football. But that, honestly, that's painful. But it wasn't terrible. The torn ligaments were pretty bad. I didn't. I've never broken a bone. I've never gotten stitches. Mm. Um, Are you afraid of needles? No, I'm not afraid of needles. Uh, yeah, I just like have lived most of my life trying to avoid injury at all cost. So low threshold for pain. It's not a bad thing. I don't know if I do. I'm just afraid of it. Like I don't even want to know if I have a high or low threshold because I just don't want to feel pain. Like if any kind of like watching TV shows or there's scenes with like torture situation, like fuck, I'm done. Like you're going to get, I'll give you anything you want. Like don't even come near my little finger with a fucking blade. <laughs> so who asked that question? Wilson. That was from Wilson. Oh yeah, Wilson. From Charlotte. Wilson. Thank you, Wilson. Yeah, good luck. I hope that you don't break any more bones. So... uh let me look at my notes here. We have another question. Uh, this one is also from a local, Kelly of Hyde Park. Oh, Kelly. Kelly writes, Christelle, uh, I'm very fortunate to have many mentors in my life. What's the best advice you've ever received? Well, that's great, Kelly, because I think the key to life is having many great mentors that can bestow their wisdom upon you. So when I think of a mentor in my life, Recently, you know, my my VP that I work for at my job at work is a very smart man and he has taught me a lot. And specifically, he gave me this piece of advice when it comes to presenting to our senior executive team. So our senior executive team would report into our CEO, so very high up at the company. And he told me to be brilliant, be brief, and be gone. And I think that's just really great life advice in yeah. general. Be brilliant, be brief, and be gone. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. And listen, Lasting. you know what? You One quick little good impression, leave them bedazzled, and then get the fuck out of there. I like it. Yeah. So, Kelly, I hope that helps you in, in your life. Yes, thank you, Kelly. Let's switch it up. Let's go out to the East Coast. Oh. I've got a question from Savannah of Rochester, New York. Savannah oh, writes, Savannah. Christelle, I just moved to New York, and I'm, and I'm in love with all the snow. Do you have a favorite season or time of the year? <laughs> oh, Savannah, I'm so happy to hear that you're loving New York. Cincinnati misses you very much, though. Um, yes, I have a favorite season. My favorite season is summer the season that we are in Ditto. right now. And I don't care about it being hot and I don't care about being humid. Yes, of course, it's uncomfortable, but there We is, do care about climate change. We do absolutely care about climate change. But it you know there's there's pieces of discomfort 
with every season. And so summer is no exception. But the thing that makes summer the greatest is, do you know what I'm going to say? The pool. (laughs) Oh. Flowers. Uh, Yeah, well, all those things are nice too. But it's the long days. It's that I have much more daylight to be productive and it gives me a lot of energy and I can just be outside for a longer period of time. That's the thing that I hate most about the winter. If it was cold and the days were longer, I think, and the sun was out, I think I could, it's just cold, right? You just put on a fucking coat. It's not that big of a deal. The temperature is not that big of a deal. It's the darkness that really gets to me. I think everyone has a bit of that seasonal affective disorder. I could never live in Alaska or anything like that. Or no. Just, I need the uh, sunlight. Yeah. So I like summer because of the of the very long days. And there's just so many more, so much more time to do things. And now where we're headed with climate change, like you mentioned, I mean, this Cincinnati is about to be the new south. So yep. the summers are getting a lot longer. The summers are getting a lot longer, a lot hotter. I, if, if you're buying a home or you're building a home and you are not looking for or putting in a pool, you you're are doing it, wrong. doing it wrong. Absolutely. A pool is necessary. I would say a necessity. Yeah. Yes, a necessity. Okay, Savvy um, or Savannah, thank you for your question and good luck with the snow. Yes, thank you, Savannah. Let's wishing uh, everyone luck. Yes, we wish you all luck. Let's. Uh, this is a fun one. This is from Jade, uh, also from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Jade writes, Christelle, I'm a total couch potato. Oh, she is. Aren't we all? What <laughs> is one movie that you could watch over and over again? Oh, Jade, little potato Jade. Um... Hmm. Okay. The first thing that comes to mind is a very special movie that holds a very special place in my heart. It's called 500 Days of Summer with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Mm -hmm. And I just, the movie came out my senior year of college and I was obsessed with the soundtrack. Just thought like, uh, the, all the song, all the music was like so great. And it was just at this time where I was like romanticizing everything and I was about to graduate and I had like no idea what the future would hold. And I was like trying to like, like this boy, but like, I didn't know how. And I, ne- I thought I was never going to have a boyfriend and I was like, never going to be in love. And there's a scene in the movie where they put like side by side shots And the heading of each shot is, like, expectations and reality. And you can see, like, he is picturing how the night with this girl is going to go. And so his expectation is, right, right, that it's, like, magical and they're getting together. But then on the side, you see, like, what is happening. And it's just, that to me was just very foundational and... (laughs) You could almost put yourself into the movie. I was definitely mm-hmm. in the movie, in Joseph Gordon-Levitt, where like he meets this person and he was like, this is my person. This is who I'm supposed to be with. And you see like the start of the relationship. You see the peak of their relationship. And then you see the downfall of their relationship. And it's called 500 Days of Summer because the girl's name is Summer. And every day is like 500 days of him kind of like thinking that this person is meant that he's meant for this person. And then kind of on the 501 day, he like meets this other girl Mm. named Autumn. Oh, yes. (laughs) 
course. It's a really great movie. I actually I haven't seen it in a really 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 long time. I should actually I might watch that tonight. Actually, watch if you tonight. go back to work. Um, but it was a movie that on my senior my senior year spring break, um, I brought the DVD with me on spring break, and every night before I went to bed, it was like okay so. <laughs> I don't do this as much anymore, but when I was younger, for sure, there would be like certain songs, certain music videos, certain movies. So Five Nights at Summer was one of those where like if I was like in a in a weird spot, in a bad spot or just a place where I like needed to feel OK in my body, I would just like repeat these things. Meals like now I call them like fixation meals where like nothing else sounds good, but like guaranteed I can eat this one thing and it's going to be OK. So 500 Days of Summer was like my fixation meal, but a movie. Like a comfort movie. Comfort it was a comfort meal. movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, I was so obsessed with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Unhealthy. Okay. Thank you, Jade, for Jade. that question. Um, let's, it's getting late. Let's do, let's do one final question. This okay. is from another local. This is from Haley. Oh, from Downtown Haley. Cincinnati. Haley writes, Christelle... I'm an absolute bookworm and try oh, to read every such a day. Smart girly. What is your favorite character from literature? And mm. Why? Fuck. That's a tough one. It's a really very thoughtful question for me. It's people. a really tough one, but I know exactly who it is. But I the book is called the Col- the Colors of the Wind. Colors of the it's Wind. It's called the Colors of the Wind. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna have to look it up to confirm, but I'm pretty sure. And it's a really, it's kind of a special story because my mom is a big reader. Like my mom was always reading when I was growing up and I never paid much attention at all to the books that she was reading because I was little and whatever. And then maybe when I was like, I don't know, maybe high school, she gave this book to me. She's like, oh, I always have like really loved this book. And this was the first time she had ever said like, oh, this is something I like and you should read it too. And I was like, oh, yeah, my God, my mom likes this book. Great. And it's it's a really, really long book. It's like a hardbound book that's, I don't know, maybe like, it's like Harry Potter-sized book. It's, it's, it's long. And there's the main character is this woman named Fancy. Mm. And it takes place in like the gold rush time when people were headed out west. Lucy Clark. Trying to find gold. What do you know? What time period that was? Nineteen hundreds, like early nineteen hundreds. Say twenties. Okay, okay. So that makes sense. But the, so there were like trains and stuff. Like people are bringing people from the east coast to the west coast, and somehow came out west. But I don't know how. It was not like a good. She was not in a good situation, and she ended up getting stranded somewhere like in the wilderness. I know that it was like very cold because two brothers found her and she's like I mean just described her as like very beautiful and like porcelain skin and like really dark hair and Mm. bright green eyes and like I just pictured this like cute little tiny beautiful woman and these two brothers who were like very handsome and very strong and find her and they rescue her and they have to like keep her warm with their body heat and it's essentially just this this story of her life and it's just this constant back and forth between the brother like she's basically like in love with both both of the brothers there's trial there's turmoil there's fighting there's drama 
but there's everything. There's a lot of like side stories too about the other people in their life where it goes off in tangents. And it was the first time I was ever introduced to chakras because there's a part of the book where she like goes to see this woman to like, because she's like unwell and maybe pregnant or something. And they were talking about like the alignment of her chakras and they go into pretty great detail and length. And I thought that was cool as like a... 12 year old it was probably a very inappropriate book to be reading at the, I was about to say at the age but i i started really young watching super inappropriate things for my age like scary movies sexual movie like i just i had zero adult supervision so oh, i was man. watching whatever That's i was great. watching whatever my mom was watching at like seven wow yeah so yeah fancy is probably my favorite fictional character fancy from out west mm-hmm who said that one? Oh, Haley, the bookworm. Yes, that was from Haley, the bookworm. Haley, thank you for your question. Yeah, Haley, if you need more book recommendations, let me know. I was the number one accelerated reader in fifth grade. I read the most books and took the most tests and had the highest points. There you go. There you have it. Those are all the questions. Those are all the questions. Wow. Uh, Christelle, thank you for letting us get to know you a little better. Oh, and of course. To all of our listeners out there, thank you for the privilege of your time. And uh, we hope to see you next time. Same time, same place. This is your host, Charlie Buckingham, signing off. Thank you, Charlie.